The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. All right, we are live, everybody. Another UFC event goes down tomorrow in Las Vegas, a big main event in the welterweight division with the returning Leon Edwards taking on Bilal Muhammad as we welcome you to our UFC Vegas 21 preview show here on MMA Fighting. I am Mike Hack. Thank you for joining us. Of course, for those watching, leave your questions, fight you're excited about, your fiery hot takes in the chat, and we will get to them shortly. But I can't do this alone. I won't. I refuse to. And luckily, I'm being joined by the whole crew here. First off, the BTL champion, host of the A-side, Jose Youngs. There he is. Overhead bicep pose and all. Uh, the Prince of Positivity, the co-host of On to the Next One, Alex Kaylee. Stone-faced. Happy birthday, AK, as always. And, of course, the man in the truck on the ones and twos, the baddest stash in MMA media, E. Casey Lydon. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we, we, uh, we, we have some things to discuss. We, we kind of waxed poetically on this very topic that I'm going to bring up to Jose before we hit record. So I'm going to begin with you, Jose. In my eyes, the UFC 259 hangover is real, and it has lasted a long time. And it still is lingering on. And so much happened on that event. Both great. I think the unfortunate sort of outweighed the great in terms of this hangover six days ago. But uh, in your opinion, just seeing what you see, how much has the aftermath of this past Saturday sort of affected the buzz heading into tomorrow night? Um, I think it's a little bit of a combination of a few things. I think if we were going to – if it was still the Hamzat show – I think that's what we'd be talking about a lot. But the fact that Leon Edwards is fighting someone that's not in the top five obviously sucks a lot of the wind out the rest of the card. There are obviously fun fights and fun fighters and fun matchups that we're all obviously looking forward to. But 
if we're looking at a fight night as a whole in terms of big drawing power, a lot of fun storylines and stuff, it's not that stacked. And it's we we said this this conversation we're having is the same conversation we had after UFC 257, the same one we had after UFC 200, the same one we had after UFC 229. Like the hangover from these massive fight cards into the next fight night, it's a little rough. And it sometimes it even drags on. Like between UFC 200 and then UFC 201. UFC 201 was was what in Atlanta? It was the flyweight championship. Like Rose Namajunas fought on the card. No, it wasn't the flyweight championship. It was supposed to, that was supposed to be on. I think that was Woodley Lawler. And we were still just talking about UFC 200. So this is nothing new. Uh, the fact that we saw something that had never happened before in the history of the UFC and a changing of a title by disqualification doesn't help because, like we like we were all saying, like before we went on air, we all expected Amanda Nunes to win the main event was a fun fight, but it didn't have any big moments that kind of Jan and Israel Adesanya have had, have showed over the years, like Jan with his knockouts and his Polish power and, and all that. And then Izzy just, there was no signature moment in the main event. Signature moment of the entire event was an illegal knee and then something we've never seen before. So it doesn't surprise me. Uh, it just feels like UFC 259 fight week just never ended, uh, especially because my... <laughs> Like I drove home from Las Vegas and then just got right back into it. So that one day between working, I just spent driving through a desert. So all the days just blend together for me at this point. AK, we've sort of touched on this kind of thing throughout the week. Honestly, it's hard being the event leading into a pay-per-view that has a lot of intrigue. And it's really hard being the event coming out of a a storyline filled event like UFC 259, but somebody's got to do it. And we got Leon Edwards finally returning. Like Jose said, he's not fighting Hamza Shemaev. He's taking on a surging up-and-comer, a man who has just been looking for an opportunity to shine for many years in Bilal Muhammad. And just to kind of put Leon Edwards' layoff into context, Nate Diaz has fought twice since we saw Leon Edwards defeat Rafael dos Anjos. So that should sort of put everything into perspective here as to how long Leon Edwards has been away. Blah Muhammad is 3-0 since we last saw Leon Edwards compete as well. This is a big one for both guys, AK. So I'm curious your thoughts on the fight and how much do you feel the difference in activity can play in this one? Uh, first off, I have to tell Casey, apparently we have an extra E in our YouTube title. It says, str- 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 it says stream. Which is great, which I think that's, is sick. That's but, not a typo. That, that, oh, that's not a typo. Yeah. It's a live okay, that's what stream. I thought. You know, like, <laughs> so just to clarify, sorry, live tell, stream. Tell the tell the person to refresh because I'm pretty sure I fixed that right before you went. Okay, there. I, I see it. I see it. I see it fixed. We, we I see some it fixed. Extra Thank you. In there just for them. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, I think the laugh matters a lot, especially when we're talking about uh, a guy like Balam Muhammad, who's known for a nonstop pace, who's known, who's not going to give you a second to breathe. Uh, I think it makes a big difference. Now, I mean, a guy like Lee, oh, not to mention uh, part of the reason the, uh, that Leon had a layoff was there was a bout with COVID-19, uh, the, you know, this this horrible virus that we still don't know the effect it's having on some fighters. We, you know, Jose mentioned Hamzat. Of course, Hamzat's been completely out of action. It's wiped him out. Um, it's ruined his attempts at training or vice versa. Maybe he shouldn't be training and it's made things worse. But uh, uh, Kevin Holland had it. He kind of shrugged it off. But again, we don't know. Is that is, is that real? Is there some machismo? And, and countless others have have uh, have been uh, diagnosed with it. And uh, and we don't know. We don't know. Uh, Cody Garbrandt had it really bad, too. So uh, we don't know with Leon Edwards uh, how, how much it's going to affect him. But he's going to need his cardio to be in, in tip top shape. Has not been an issue in the past. But like we said, coming off a very, very long layoff. 
uh, and having this bout of COVID-19 and facing a guy like Muhammad who's going to, for, for five rounds is going to just take it to you. Um, I mean, he could be down on the scorecards and he's going to look the same as he did in rounds one, two, and three, uh, unless Edwards, you know, managed to significantly hurt him. But uh, yeah, this will be Edwards' first fight in over 600 days. And I don't see how that can't have some sort of effect on his performance on Saturday night. Casey, what do you think of the layoff for Edwards, how that could affect him against a guy like Bilal and just the matchup in general? I think since Leon Edwards has been in uh, multiple training camps this whole time, and um, as far as we know, um, his COVID um, case wasn't, you know, it was more just kind of put him on the shelf for a couple of months. It wasn't like, you know, we had like the long-term effects, thankfully. And Oh, first off, um, man, not enough is being said about the health of Shemaev. I know a lot of it's just unknown right now, but like that is serious stuff, and I really hope, I mean, yeah, we can talk about, you know, was he overhyped and all that crap, but the dude is still just a guy just, you know, trying to make a living and trying to, you know, make his dreams come true in the sport. So, like, I, I just really hope, you know, he's, he recovers fine, mm-hmm. and I hope, yeah, I hope, every, I hope everything's fine. I, I'm just, I, that really kind of really bumps me out because I was really looking for, I mean, I didn't like the matchup because I didn't think, I thought Edwards had deserved better um, in terms of ranking. But um, yeah, it just really sucks. But um, as far as for Leon Edwards, um, no, I think it'll be fine. I don't. Muhammad um, Baha isn't a guy that comes out and knock you out in the first round. Which which I think for Edwards, um, both both of them are kind of real. They keep a steady pace. They're not they're not big finishers. They just kind of both fight smart and um, you know conserve their energy strategically and don't 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 kind of you know blow their load in the first minute. So I, I don't I actually don't think it's gonna be a big, uh, as serious an issue as um, it could be. Right now, Leon Edwards, the minus 240 favorite. The comeback on Bilal, remember the name Muhammad, is plus 220. Uh, thoughts on the betting line, Jose? We, You and I have talked about this fight a couple of different times now. Uh, but your thoughts on the betting line and and Leon being a, a little over a two-to-one favorite here? Um, I, I'm, I'm not the person to ask when it comes to gambling and betting and all that stuff, but those seem fine. seems fine to me. Leon is a clearly a top five, top three welterweight in the world. Bilal Muhammad could be, but we just don't know just because he hasn't, he's, he, he's in that same category that Benil Darius had been kind of uh, venting his frustrations on where he's clearly a high risk, low reward fighter. So he's just not getting the opportunities that everyone agrees he should be getting because he's not the flashiest. He's not the biggest trash talker. So he could be, we just don't know. Also he's taking this fight on a like quick turnaround. He just fought what in February. Now he's fighting in March. He's now fighting a five round fight. So if he had a full camp and he was coming off a blistering knockout victory and he's looked better than ever, then I'm sure the lines would be a lot closer. But again, Bilal Muhammad had a full camp. And then who did he fight last? Uh, Diego Lima. And then it was a three-round decision win. It was a dominant decision win. But I think if it was a big, spectacular finish, I'm sure the lines would be a lot closer than it is. But I don't think Bilal, Bilal Muhammad doesn't strike me as a type of man who kind of uh, gets upset over the betting lines going into his fight. All right, AK. Let's get to what the people are here for. Your pick. The preview oh, into no. the predictions article no. that's going to drop tomorrow morning. What do we got? Who wins? Who gets their hand raised? I was, let's see, I was wrong about, so I was wrong about 259. I predicted uh, the 259 main event. I did predict an uh, Adesanya win. So that broke my streak, I think, of one, of one successful uh, main event pick. So let's get that streak going again. <laughs> uh, 
Leon Edwards. It's Leon Edwards, right? I'm going to be safe here. I like the two to one line. I think it's fair. Again, I don't recommend gambling on on uh, MMA, as everyone knows. But if you have to, I don't think uh, two twenty is unreasonable. Um, and uh, I do. I would take him as two to one. I just think he's a more skilled fighter. I think he's a more skilled fighter. He's more well rounded. I think he's fought better competition. Again, the the, the ring rust and tangibles that, that we discussed. That's an issue. I mean, that that for sure is something that you should you should take into account um, before making your own picks at home. For again, not gambling, just making your own picks, play, playing the family game at home. Uh, but uh, I, I again, I think he's a better striker, a better grappler. Uh, I think he's a, a more a t- more technical fighter, a little more experienced. I I just like Edwards to win a decision here. Uh, I don't think it has to be an easy fight. I think uh, Bilal could certainly take a round, maybe two, but I do think Edwards will look good in his return. Um, I don't expect a major, major, major drop off. Again, he might he might fight a little bit safer uh, than than people want him to. But again, that's that's when you're coming off a layoff this long, and you're on an eight fight win streak. You just do what you do, got to do to keep winning. So I'll go Edwards by decision. Get those oh, sorry, questions pull it. in. Pull it. Oh, go ahead. Edwards by pull it. I'm sorry, I forgot. I forgot our. our... <laughs> See the two, the the whole event happens. We forget about the the bop it references yes. when it comes to these yes. fights. Uh, so there the you go. Panda. Respect the raging panda. Yes, respect the raging panda, Julia Avila, who was uh, kind enough to join us on the pre-fight show last week before UFC 259. Maybe she's the jinx. Maybe it's her fault that uh, this event went Don't down the that. way it did, and we're still talking about Don't it. Don't you so. dare! I'm just kidding, Julia. We we love Julie Don't here. Uh, leave your leave your predictions for the main event. Your thoughts on the card. We'll get to those in a minute. But Jose, your thoughts on this main event tomorrow? Who wins? Who gets the job done? Who do you see moving on to bigger and better things? Um. Normally, I like to. Normally, I go with the active fighter, the one that's been the one that's been the most active. But I still favor Leon Edwards just because I thought Gunnar Nelson was going to be him. I thought the Hoffield Dos Anjos fight would be a lot closer. It just seems like every time I think fights are going to be either close or Leon is probably going to come up short, he proves me wrong. Uh, he dubbed himself Left Elbow Larry after Michael Visman's Left Hook Larry, and I just think that's going to like. And again, with Bilal Muhammad just talking about all the pressure he brings and all this, that, that is going to play right into Leon Edwards' game. He wants to get in close with you. He wants to clinch up to throw those elbows. So uh, I actually do favor Leon. Uh, I think Bilal is a fantastic fighter. If this was a full camp Bilal, it would probably be a different story. I just think Landon is one of the top three, top two welterweights in the world right now. But I think Bilal, again, Bilal is fantastic. I just favor Leon Edwards. And that's I'm picking him by decision. I think it's going to be a uh, a bloody fight, but not one of those like back and forth wars. I just think someone's going to get gashed open. One of the men is going to get gashed open, and I still think Leon's going to win. Casey Lydon, what do you think? I got Edwards, um, unanimous decision. Um, he'll probably win. I think he'll win four to five rounds. Uh, actually, I don't. Um, I think, uh, yeah, uh, I think Leon Edwards is, I mean, despite what uh, Muhammad says, I do actually think Leon Edwards is better at pretty much everything than Muhammad is. God, I hope he doesn't hear this. He, he seems like such a nice guy. But, uh, uh, yeah, I just think uh, Leon is uh, a better fighter. And unless there was a, a serious uh, fall off in his skills of the layoff, and um, unless uh, Muhammad in the last you know, two weeks made a giant jump in, in his MMA skills, um, yeah, I feel, I feel this is a pretty solid um, pick for um, Edwards. If it was a three-round fight, though, I would give um, Bilal a, a better chance. But I think over five rounds, uh, even, kind of getting, even starting a little rusty for Edwards, I think he'll take over and um, he'll win the fight by decision. Will it be impressive? That's another story. This one, 
This one I've been teetering back and forth on, and I'll tell you why. It's not because of skill set. It's not because of breaking down tape or anything like that. The MMA gods are going to be tested on Saturday because they were they were pretty pissed off in the first of three title fights. They came around in the final two title fights, and the way that UFC 259 ended, it was like everything was in good karmic rhythm, right? So two things can happen here. And first of all, I just want to say, I believe that the lines, the betting odds are right where they need to be. But I also believe that Bilal Muhammad is a super live underdog here. And he has nothing to lose in this fight. Absolutely nothing. This is a house money fight for Bilal Muhammad. He's coming in. He's doing the UFC a favor. He can't lose much unless he just gets knocked out in 30 seconds. So if the MMA gods are in the right place delivering good rhythm to the MMA world and doing what is supposed to be done, Leon Edwards will have the best performance of his career and he will stop Bilal Muhammad early. And I think Leon Edwards is a great fighter and he could do that. He should have fought for a world title by now. But every year in the UFC, somebody comes along and shakes up the foundation. And you know what? My gut tells me that it's going to happen here. Bilal Muhammad, who I thought could be that guy for years now, finally gets his chance to do it. He's been waiting for this opportunity for years. He gets it. I think he does it. I think it's a close competitive fight. I think it's really close down the stretch. This is a game of inches, and I think that's what this is going to be. I think Bilal gets it done. He wins a very, very close decision, maybe a split. I think he gets the biggest win of his career, and the MMA gods are going to be pissed. It's going to go back to where they normally are because poor Leon Edwards, who's deserved a title shot, who's deserved massive fights for years now, it's going to be a letdown for him. And I feel, I feel for the man. I feel for the man. I'm probably wrong on this one. I like to take chances every now and then and put myself out there, put my heart on my sleeve, so to speak, because that's how I view these fights. But uh, we'll see what happens. I think I think we will remember the name come tomorrow night. AK has got his hands on his face. My goodness, <sighs> what a predict! You took us on a you took us on a journey, Mike. You don't know what you you know. Regular <laughs> li- re- regular listeners of on to the next one are used to being taken on these journeys. Sometimes you break it on the preview show, but you really took us on a journey there. And, and some were unexpected and wonderful, uh, but I just did not expect that. Uh, on topology, I know, Casey, okay, so you like you prefer the uh, predictions over the odds. It's over uh, way more than the equivalent of two to one. It is 83% Edward. As it should be. 83% for Edward. Wow, that's way more than two to one. That's way more than plus. So, so the uh, hardcores on uh, topology have are much, much more in favor, heavily, heavily in favor of uh, Leon Edwards. With, so, wow, eighty-three percent. Seventy-five percent of those picking Edwards predicting a decision victory. Yes, which is I think which I think is accurate. Yeah, I think we all went with two. Oh, wow! Yeah. I didn't realize. Wow. But before we move on to any other wonderful fights on the card, who were we picking for Edwards over Shemaev? If in in a perfect world where they come in healthy. <sighs> How's that? You want to go first? I don't know, man. <laughs> Leon. I would have. I, I, I would have picked Leon's, yeah. Leon's. actually fought a welterweight before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. I would have. I would have went Leon. Too. <laughs> that's that's Hamza. That's Hamza. He, he heard you. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Yeah, I heard. That. <laughs> I scared the hell out of me. What is it called when uh, uh was the gamers they caught the swatting? You just get swatted when they caught the yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. That's too funny. By the um, way, so I, I, I know we don't want to 
I'm gonna go see what bangs on my. Yeah, go ahead. Maybe do that. Take a second there because I'm gonna take us on a little tangent. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen. uh, I don't want to turn this to Hamza chat, but like his social media, he's like wiped it of all that stuff. Uh, Like the the uh, oh, I might retire. Like that post is gone. Plus a lot of older posts is gone. It's a very like fishy situation. I do feel like management was involved. Obviously, there's a political influence there. Um, and, and now it looks like it's like he's only has a handful of Instagram posts now, and it's all just very non sort of uh, you know opinionated stuff. <laughs> it's just like I love uh, fighting and I love my family, and like that's it. That's all that's on there now. So there was a stretch there where he was being very candid about his training. Obviously, you know, of course, that big COVID post. That's all gone now. That's all gone. So it sounds yeah, it sounds like read those messages. Maybe you find some some secret like you no know, SOSs or like you know help Casey, me yeah help symbol Ka- or whatever. Casey, yes sir. I'm seeing I'm seeing YouTube comments saying your audio is a little low. Really? Is it that yeah, it's low? A little lower compared to the rest. It's, it's lower than us, but it sounds okay to me. I don't know. Okay, all right. Yeah, it sounds fine. I just, I just saw like four or five just saying slightly. Yeah, me, me. I see the comments. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? This low knob can be turned more. There we go. Uh, oh, there, there we go. go. Oh, there wow. Whoa. Uh, Jose, was everything okay with Hamzat? Did you talk it over? Did you guys talk it over? And yeah, apparently he left a very. He left this box of graphic novels for me too that I had wow. been expecting. So what a nice oh, man. man. <laughs> it's all patched up. See, he's not training, and he's catching up on all those you know no- graphic novels. You know, yeah, he's, he's missing out on. He I he knew up. I. He's like, wow, Jose ordered this omnibus of Strangers in Paradise. Maybe I should deliver it for him. <laughs> oh man well that main events should be fun uh graphic novels the new podcast with jose and hamza shamayev should be a lot of fun look for oh, that in the near future don't tease uh, don't tease me i know <laughs> uh rest of the rest of the main card uh it's pretty fun co-main event we got misha serkinov versus ryan span of course span had a brief hiccup on the scale this morning, but he made it on a second attempt. Dan Ige versus Gavin Tucker is a really fun fight. I'm looking forward to that. Dan Ige's last fight before he enters the world of fatherhood, embracing that grind. We got Jonathan Martinez versus Davy Grants. That should be fun at 135. We got Mateus Nikolaev versus Manel Cape at 125. And the main card opener, Darren Stewart versus Eric Yaboy Anders. 13 fights total. Prelims kick off at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Main card takes place at 8 p.m. Eastern time, all on ESPN Plus. Uh, let's turn it over to the peeps, Casey. Let's go to the let's go to the uh, to the wonderful viewers Will and uh, let's see what they think about this card tomorrow. I want to say about this card. I know it seems like people were kind of crapping on this card, but like I think for a fight night card, I dig it. It's, it's I think it's exactly what it is. Uh, but the 13 fights, 12. The, I'm not gonna say the fight I'm not interested in, but 12 of these 13 fights, I'm like. I want to. I want to know the result. I, I am interested in at least on one one half of that card. So, not not a, not a negativity for this card. And and we, we lost Ben Rothwell. That's so sad. I'm so excited. I love that. Is former honor. co-host of the A side. Yeah, Ben Rothwell. He is such a. Hold on. You know what? I mean, oops. Doop, 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 doop. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Oh, 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 no. Oh, no, let's just show you too much. Oh, no. Oh, no. What is happening? Casey, Daniel, oh, no. where, where'd I go? Your your Casey, volume Casey is died. perfect. It says your volume is perfect in all caps. So well done. Comms you, you came. Comms out <laughs> is making the rounds right now. Comms out in the truck. My camera died. Your camera uh, died. Hold on. A second. Do you want me to uh, read out one of these questions? Do you want me to grab uh, a question, Casey? I, got, I, I, I think got, you're gonna throw up anyway. Okay. I, I got a second right. question. Here we go. Boom. Go for it. Go for it. There we go. That's what I thought. Okay. All right. AK's best friend. Uh, thoughts on Manel Cape's short notice return against Mateus Nicolaus. Second time's the charm. AK, we'll, we'll start with you on that one. Uh, we're talking about second time's the charm for Manel Cape or for Mateus Nicolaou? Because Ooh. this is the second time for both. Oh, <laughs> you see what I did? Oh, boom. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, I do want to say first for a lot of people that don't remember that Nicolaou was with the UFC uh, a few years ago and was very good. I mean, he went. He was three and zero before getting knocked out by Dustin Ortiz. He he had a he had a win over uh, Smoka, Luis Smoka veteran uh, John Moraga, who had fought for the uh, UFC flyweight title. Really good fighter. Uh, and it's just he just got after that knockout loss. There was just you know cutting flyweight for no reason they said this guy's coming off a loss uh and we're gonna get rid of him. dustin ortiz was was gone soon after so uh that that whole thing was just a mess um so he went he went in the regional scene got a couple of wins and i think he's a really tough opponent for cape especially on short notice uh so and, and of course john is referring to uh this cape being his second fight he's taken out on short notice after that loss to pantoja where i think it was it was definitely a little disappointing uh, uh both for people who had never seen him before and for people who were seeing him for the first time because for, for those of us who had seen him before I think we all thought um, if he didn't beat Pantoja, he would at least put on like sort of a more aggressive, exciting performance. And he looked a little, uh, a little gun shy at times, a little unsure of how to operate inside the octagon. So that was uh, that was disappointing. And of course, if you hadn't seen him fight before, UFC had given this guy a little bit of hype, more hype than they probably given most flyweights. And you probably watched the fight and were like, "This guy, like, what's the? I don't understand what's the big deal." So it was a really tactical battle. Um, again, which people maybe didn't expect, and he lost, and he lost a pretty a pretty clear decision, in my opinion. So. Um, 
I I do think this is t- go ahead, Casey. Go ahead, Casey. Wait, pe- people were bummed out about they thought we thought Pantoja was awesome, so he lost he lost Pantoja a very competitive was- fight to a very very good fighter. So why are people like, why are people why are people hating on Cape now? I don't get it. I think people were rightfully critical of him sort of being looking a little hesitant to pull the trigger. He was he was doing a little bit of showboating as well. You know, he's a stylish guy, okay. he's a showman, he's doing a little bit of show. Going? Was he was losing. He was he was losing, Casey. That's the, what was wrong. You can show what all you want if you're winning. If you're losing, which I think a that lot of That is not a rule. That is not a rule. You can only showboat That's when you're winning. That's not a rule. You showboat I'm when you showboat, man. That's how you do You showboat it. when you showboat. And then you lose and you criticize for it. Ah. That's the other Michelle so Pajeda, I love Michelle I love Michelle Pajeda. How much crap does that guy take? He showboats all the time and he loses, right? I mean, that's that's. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm reflecting the will of the people. I'm not saying I agree, uh, but yeah, no, I think he'll do better this time around. I think there's a very good chance he goes honestly that he goes 0 and 2 in the UFC. I think Nicolas super tough, but if I'm picking, second time is the charm. I think he's going to get that knockout he's been hunting for. All right, Casey, go ahead. Oh, I mean, yeah, I thought his first fight was a competitive fight, and he didn't, you know, for a minute, okay, he didn't, you know, he just, like I said, didn't kind of th- go all out and stuff, but, um, yeah, he was, but also, he, he, Manel Cape was out for like a year or two when he took that last fight, you know, you know so, uh, yeah, now um, he, he's got a 15 minutes in a cage um, experience, and, um, yeah, I think he's gonna, this is gonna be the Manel Cape has advertised, Um when was the last time um, Nicolau fought in the UFC? It's been a while, right? 2018. Three years. Three years. Yeah. Two and a half. Yeah, when I saw his, uh, his image of him during the media day, I'm like, oh, I remember that guy. I can't tell you anything about him. I knew he was good, but he I, was, honestly, so I, can't, I can't remember anything about him from three years ago. He was, and for whatever reason, AK referred to Brave CF as the regional scene, even though it's not. He was supposed <laughs> to... He, he was supposed to fight Shorty Torres in March last year when COVID hit. Remember we had him, and mm-hmm. then he was in the middle of camp, and then his fight got canceled, and we brought him back that week to give Oh, reaction. this was the he opponent? Was, this was the opponent? Yeah. Tor- oh, it was okay. supposed to be Nicol- Nicolau versus Shorty was the first round of that flyweight tournament they kept uh, hyping up, and they brought back all the flyweights pretty much they cut except for Shorty, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Uh, all right. Um, great fight. Um is it, is it, it's not short notice for Nicolau, right? Who was the original opponent? No. He was uh, Ulan Bekov. Agir Ulan Bekov. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Cape should be good. Um, yeah, I'm excited about the fight. And um, yeah, I hope um, all the uh, all the hype I've been kind of spewing about Mano Cape, uh, we'll see if it comes true this Saturday. I'm going to pick Nicolau just to be different. <sighs> this by is, some, this by is... Some, by submission. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dang, Nicolau is a, is a legit. Nicolau is a legit black belt. Like, Manel Cape Dang. is awesome, and I think he's fantastic. But I think it's going to be one of those things where he just might not be a top five flyweight, and, or he might just be a, the fifth best flyweight. I just think this, this, this fight is super close to me. But I'm going to just be different and pick Nicolau just so we're not all agreeing with each other. I'm. I don't know where I'm going with this. I I think Nicolau is the better fighter. I think he's more well-rounded than Manel Cape. I think he has more ways to win this fight. However, Nicolau is as good as he is. His kryptonite is his chin. He gets clipped mm-hmm. and he gets dropped very easily. Even in the Dustin Ortiz fight, if you watch that fight it, pretty he got closely, dead. yeah, and it looked like he blocked. He partially blocked the kick too, which yeah. is crazy. So he's he is kind of chinny, and that's what would what would scare me if you're on Team Nicolau, because Manel just needs one. He just needs one shot to turn his lights out. But if this if he can knock it knocked out, I think he wins this fight. 
Um, but that's a big if because oh. Manel brings that thunder. So, do and I didn't, I didn't realize he hasn't um, he hasn't fought since uh, August August thirtieth uh, of twenty nineteen yeah. too. Woo, it's is. like like Jose said he was supposed to fight Shorty. Yeah, so uh, last year, but they, yeah, no, he has a lot of big breaks for these like Edwards, yeah. um, Mattel. Uh, yeah. and they're all and they're all COVID related. They're all like yeah. they've had fights booked since they just haven't been able to fight. Yeah. Yeah. So Mike, like you're, saying, magic, you're, saying, you're saying either uh, Nicolau by pull it or Kate by bop it. Correct. I think it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember which one was which, but I know, Nicolau I know, by right. decision. It'll be Nicolau by decision or Kate pull it, stops yeah. him. There's, that's a bop yeah. it. Yeah. That's a bop yeah. it. There you go. That's a good fight. I like it. It's line. It's, it's like the big, I think it's one of the close, closest lined fights on the card. So it's a good one. Kate needs this one badly though. I would agree. I would agree. See, this is these are the kind of questions that I like because now we can dig we can dig deep. Uh, what fight are you most excited for, Jose Youngs? I mean, obviously the main Ooh. events got the storylines and the pizzazz, but outside of that, as a as a fan of high level martial arts as you are, and I know we don't get too excited until both men are in the octagon and we get it, we get <laughs> introductions at this point. We've learned that at this point on this on these here preview streams. But what fight, all things considered, perfect world, all these fights go down tomorrow. What's the one you're most excited for? Um, I'm just looking at the card now. I always really like watching Charles Jordan fight, and uh, his opponent Ro- Rojo is like he's a combate uh, alum. He's supposed to fight uh, Hani Barcelo, so anyone that's getting matched up with him, I was really looking forward to Hani Barcelo's fight, especially against Rojo Rojo. So it's just unfortunate that fight fell apart. So. I like Charles Jordan a lot. I think he's super underrated and super exciting. He's also a fellow nerd. Uh, and if you ask him anything about World of Warcraft, he'll talk to you for about an hour. And I love fighters like that. Um, other than that, Courtney Casey, Phoenix alum, or Glendale, or Scottsdale alum, J.J. Aldridge is a fun scrap. Always interested to see Jinyu Fry fight. Uh, Ronnie Yaya, who's, of course, one of the most high-level black belts in the world. Because remember when, short, speaking of shorty, remember when he was like preparing for his last fight and his striking his main sparring partner for striking was Edson Barbosa. And then his main grappling training partner was Ronnie Yaya. And he was like, so I'm basically getting drowned or just beat to death with elbows. So like <laughs> pick your poison. So uh, yeah, those are some of the big ones. And then I guess if you like weird quirky fighters, Jonathan Martinez is awesome, both in and outside of the octagon. I imagine his post fight scrum, if he wins will last at most 90 seconds. But other than that, pick, pick, I'm going to let – there's obviously other ones I would say, but I'll let you guys talk about them because I don't want to just say all of the fights. Casey, I already know it's Manel K for you, but outside of that one. I'm still a big, I'm still a big believer in Misha Sirkumnov. Cir- uh, I think he's awesome. Uh, I just – if you if you get a chance to stand next to that man, he's just intimidating. He really is. He just like he just has this. He, you know, he's he's a guy who probably says like ten words the whole day. You know, so he just I just I'm I'm still a believer in him. Um, I know he had a he had you know kind of a good streak. Then he took some losses, but I, I'm I'm in. I just like that fight. Um, I don't know how good Ryan Spann is, and I think we're gonna find out. Um, I love like Jose said. I love Jonathan Martinez because he's such a weirdo and um just kind of goes again. He just. You Dude know, is a gangster too. Like oh, I know you he's ask a gangster. About, but 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 you see, you like asking about his fight career, he's like, I've been in a ton of street fights, and I was like, caught me off guard. 
I love that dude. He's like, you know, he's, he looks like that guy you, like a bully, would pick on. And he's like, and New Martinez is like, come on, someone pick on me. Someone pick on me because I got to show these martial arts skills off. You know, so you just need someone to touch him first. So I just like John Martinez because he's like, you know, the original UFC logo guy, the big muscle guy in the planet punching it or whatever or whatever he's or holding the planet. I don't know how it looked like. But like, I, mean, I just imagine Jonathan Martinez being that first UFC guy, you know, <laughs> that, the logo guy. Um, I love I love Angela Hill Yoder just because I love striker grappler fights and um, yeah and uh, Ronnie Yaya is always fun to watch. I just love when he jumps on someone's back and they they just go like this for like fifteen minutes trying to get him off. So good fights. I'm excited about them all. AK, which which sticks out to you? Uh, I'm also excited about uh, Charles Rodin, of course, from uh, La Belle Provence in uh, in Canada. So shout outs to uh, to Montreal uh, and also the guy who's fighting Rojo. Um, there's a double dose of Combate America's debuts here, Rojo. And then I also want to talk about uh, Rafa Garcia in a second. But uh, Rojo, just this guy does not go to decisions. He hasn't gone to one in almost nine years. So uh, someone's probably getting smoked in that fight. Maybe him, but that's okay. That's, you know, again, that's sort of the, uh, I think he's going to come in swinging, which is what Dana White's going to like. Uh, as for Garcia, this guy, well, this is interesting. He's undefeated. He just beat a UFC veteran in uh, Berto Bandanai. Combate uh, America's lightweight champion. Uh, really exciting fighter. He finishes fights too. 12-0, eight finishes. But the other thing I love about this fight with Nazarat Hakpras is this is this is a mutant this is a mutant matchup, uh, which means it's a, it's a fight that was originally something else entirely. Uh, it was two other fighters entirely, and then both fighters replaced someone. And suddenly, and for some reason, other than uh, you know, as opposed to just re, you know rebooking the fight for another card, they're like, yeah, let's just make two guys fight on short notice for no reason. So this was originally Guram Kutatlatse versus Don Madge. Uh, Kutatlatse withdrew, got a knee in- he with he got a knee injury. So Hack pressed up in on about, about one month's notice, so not too bad. And then Madge withdrew recently because of visa issues, and now uh, and Rafa Garcia stepping in for him on less than a week's notice. Why? 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 <laughs> Why? I mean, both guys want to do it. That's great. They both may wait. It's cool. I'm excited. It's a cool fight. We couldn't have pushed this back one more week. To, to, is another, isn't there another fight night card next week? We couldn't have pushed this back. Like, but anyway, so I'm excited for that. I'm always like these weird mutant matchups that weren't even supposed to exist, and then people stepped in and, and made a, a completely new fight entirely. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's Ige, Gavin Tucker. That's a great matchup. Mm. I mean, Another Canadian. I know, I know. I know it's supposed to be Ige, Ryan Hall. I know. I know Casey and AK are very upset about this, but... Uh, Danny Ige gets the really other day. John Jones <laughs> is going to fight at heavyweight before Ryan Hall has another fight. That's what's going to yeah. happen. Probably. Ooh, that's some, that's some big... Sorry words. about it. I John do, Jones is going to fight? Do. This is news. <laughs> yeah, just like when, whenever Ryan Hall signs a contract for a fight, you're like, wow, Ryan Hall made it. This is news. <laughs> Come on. Like, he's an awesome wow. fighter, but let's see him fight first. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> everyone's ducking him. Like, like, like yeah, oh. everyone, everyone. I mean, like they're, sneaking, uh-huh. they're, sneaking, they're sneaking people into the gym and hurting him. Ryan, and Hall's, stuff. Du- Ryan Hall's ducking himself. He's like, I don't want to hurt these guys. That's how good I'm he is. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Time. yeah, he keeps having second thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to embarrass this man in, in front of anyone. Even though I asked mm-hmm. for a top ten fighter, I got a top ten fighter. Might as well pull out again to to so they don't get embarrassed. Wow. He heard he, well. He heard Ige was about to become a father, and he's like, Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let right. this child grow up without right. a, without a father. So I yeah, I, I, did, yeah, I didn't know I didn't know I didn't know he was I mean, about to become a dad. Ricardo Lamas retired, so he wouldn't have yeah. to get rematched with Ryan Hall. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just proving their points. You're boosting up their arguments, Jose. Good yeah. God. The one, I'm not. Of course I am. Like yeah. Ryan Hall pulls out. So he. It's, so we're not, other these are arguments. These are there. facts. These are, these yeah, are just facts. Like, like does Ryan Hall only speaks in no. facts? Yeah. 
Does Ryan Hall get injured? No. Nope. Does he pull out of fights because he's hurt? No. Yeah. Does he call out fighters in the top 10 and pull out of fights? No. It's always to save face. The other mm-hmm. guy can save face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True martial artist. Right. Fair Dan, enough. Dan Ige's child will thank Ryan Hall. Yeah, someday. <laughs> As you do. We should all. I mean, the rest of the questions are just us thanking Ryan Hall. But I'm gonna. So guys, stop stop submitting all like the Ryan Hall questions. You know, we'll have a whole podcast about right, and Ryan honestly, Hall coming if out I'm, soon. If I'm if if we're being honest, we're not. T- Ryan Hall pulled out of this fight not to save Dan Ige face. He's like, well, Ronnie Yaya is already on the prelims. We don't need two amazing grapplers, and I'll let Ronnie Yaya have the spotlight this time. So I'll praise Ryan Hall for pulling out again to save to not ju- not to save face, but to give the spotlight to another grappler. Right, right. Uh, I, listen, I don't. Want, I don't want to send Jose on another rant after that one. But uh, uh, Casey, Uh-oh. can I read one? Can I read one comment that's clearly only he can, will understand? I mean, I vaguely understand it, but I, it's it's truly Dragon Ball related. Uh, Prince Vegeta-san says, uh, "Rani Yaya is like Chatsu when he latches onto someone's back. Chatsu is that little ghost-like guy, right? And he blows up and stuff." Yeah, well, that's call all him I know him. Yeah. Person, yeah. Well, Chase, he looks we'll like a Chinese. Ghost. He looks like. He looks like a Chinese ghost. Like he's designed. Like I don't know. He's not a ghost. Well, he's designed like a. It's yeah. Japanese, but yes. Yeah, but a lot of Dragon Ball is based on Chinese. You know yes, this. I don't need to. Expl- Why don't need to explain fair. this to you? You know this. <laughs> yeah, uh, but is that? Yeah, wait. Is that, does that comparison make sense? Rani Aya is like Chiatsu when he latches on. Well, his yeah, they're both small. They're both smaller than like because Rani Aya is not the biggest bantamweight in the world. Like he's very fr- he's he's skinny and it, it works to his advantage. So. Yes, you're not wrong, Prince Vegeta-san. All right. So, All right, what else we got? Oh, I just want to say, too, we talked about it real quick. Man, what a must-win situation, though, Jin Yu Fry is in. Lost her first two fights. I mean, she's coming up from 105. Her last fight, um, I would say it was a bit of a disappointing performance against uh, uh, Lomo. Um, who is also part of 105er fighting at strawweight. So uh, this, I mean, considering her age, two-fight losing streak, um, I hope Jin Yu Fry didn't make that jump to the UFC too late in her too late in her career because mm-hmm. I think she's an ex- excellent fighter, but um, she has to win tomorrow. I mean, yeah, tomorrow. Yep. So uh, yep. I just want to add if, a little more pressure on Jin Yu Fry. I'm sure she appreciates <laughs> that. <laughs> That's but that's okay. That's real talk. Again, we've seen a lot of the cuts that have happened recently. We just saw Shauna Dobson and uh, and Espinosa. So certainly one more loss for, for she she would be winless, right? That'd be zero and three, I think. Oh, right? and be 0-3. 0-3, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a cut. Yeah, and you're, you're she not she and she was the was it one, when she was the one hundred and five champion in Victor, She got stripped for missing weight as the reigning champion. She, she yeah, has that, been. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't because yeah. Yeah. so it's like she's having trouble making one hundred and five still. I mean, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was thinking, oh man, maybe she go to one and go to that um, the, the Adam Weight tournament and one. But I think Jenny Fry is kind of. I don't think she can make one five healthy anymore. Healthy mm. anymore, yeah. So that's uh, one for Jenny Fry. Uh, yeah, I, I love her as a fighter. Um, yeah, so I um, hope she has a good performance. If she, you know, let's see what happens. She's got her hands full. Yes, sir. Glory to Paula. Gavin Tucker versus Dan Ige. Man, this is a really good fight. I got to see what the, the betting lines look like for this one. Uh, Dan Ige, minus 145. Gavin Tucker, plus 135. I think that's properly lined. Um, I'm leading Dan Ige by decision. Yeah. Dan Ige is awesome. I just, yeah. Good fight, though. Yeah, good opportunity for awesome. Gavin Tucker. Yeah, Danny Gay also take Danny Gay takes issue with people saying pos, uh, favorite for fight of the night too. He's like that make that means you think this fight's going to be close. 
And I, when he told me that, I thought it was an amazing answer. That was before. <laughs> that was in that was in Houston when we interviewed him before his uh, Marisad fight. I go. I looked on Twitter and everyone's circling this as fight of the night. He goes, "That's weird. This isn't going to be close." <laughs> he's a funny guy. He's so he's so hey. ser- he's so serious. Then I think I'll pick Tucker. I think I'll pick Tucker. I'll go with my kid. Normally, I don't. Nor- normally, by nature, I don't pick Canadians. I, I, I don't want to jinx them. Not, not that I believe in that sort of thing. Of course, jinxes don't exist. But uh, you're like the opposite of Gui. Gui, you want to Brazilians? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be patriotic this time. I, I'm, a, I, I'm a believer in the whatever the new, the new Gavin Tucker or whatever you want to call it, the revitalized Gavin Tucker. Uh, I'm a believer in it. Yeah, I love that Quarantilla performance. So, yeah, you know, I'll say Tucker. I'm going Tucker with the upset. Nope. I like how Ige is like the the one thing that excited him the most about this fight is that he's like the bigger fighter for the first time in his career. He's been so he's successful. He's, he's, he's been so successful being this the shorter guy. So we'll see. Why why change it, man? Did he's you got see that Ige, dad strength already? Ige was oh, saying Ige was saying that Tucker yeah. Tucker's better than Ryan Hall. This is a, this is going to be a tougher fight than Ryan Hall. What a crazy man, Dan Ige. <laughs> Uh, he can talk all he wants now. That's not booked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would do this. Yeah, now, yeah, now, 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 now he's brave. No. <laughs> yeah, I probably start talking like yeah. Uh, actually, this is um, this is gonna be probably the maybe the big storyline coming out of Saturday night. It's uh, Bilal is playing with house money. Is a shot of Kamara Usman on the line for the winner? Um, I would say for one, no. I would say no, unless if Leon goes out and wins a decision, no. But if Leon stops, if if the MMA gods, like I said earlier, are in the right place mindset-wise and things that are supposed to happen actually happen, Leon Edwards will get a stoppage win and be in a good position. I still think Masvidal is going to somehow get that fight, but to be kind of on deck, very possible here. I mean, I don't know. We'll say, I would say 60-40, I don't know. Anyone have like a better answer than I do? I'm 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 sitting on that fence I, right now. I think winner. I think if Leon Edwards wins, no matter what, he gets the title shot. Gilbert Burns got a title shot off a decision. Colby Covington got a title shot off a decision. Leon Edwards is would be riding what eight nine fight win streak. Uh, Dana White's already said he's and like the only opinion that matters, unfortunately, is Dana White, and he's the one already saying it right now. So yeah, if Leon Edwards wins, I would say. He gets the title shot because he said he doesn't know what to deal with Cole. I think it's just because also, like like Casey always says, of Colby Kamar, of Colby Masvidal, Leon Edwards, who's going to be the cheapest to book in a fight? Leon Edwards, Kamar, like like Jorge and Colby are probably going to be asking for seven figures. Leon's not going to be asking for seven figures. He wants that title shot, and once he gets the belt, then those fights can come. So I think winner if Leon wins. He gets a title shot. You know who yeah, else I, probably I, won't be asking for seven figures? Steven Wonderboy Thompson. Thompson. Right. <laughs> that's fine. True, true. Well, but that's the thing. I think that's why one reason why uh, I think Dan White would – I know he's not all on the Leon Edwards train. Again, his his comments about Leon this week were pretty noncommittal. It's like if he does something impressive, he's guaranteed if he does something impressive, which is – That means no. Know. 
<laughs> it means almost it means almost nothing really. Um, but again, it would give him another option, yes, to use kind of as Jose mentions to use at the negotiating table because yeah, because clearly he doesn't have the name value of the uh, Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington, etc. But he's also like not even near the headache that those guys are to deal with. Yes, he's had you know his kind of issues with the UFC officials over like in the last year with him getting taken out of the rankings, stuff like that. Being a little being a little picky with opponents, but that's fine. That's nothing compared to again. Everything that's going on with Masvidal ever since he became the BMF, ever since the the Ben Astron KO, where he's just like, I am above, I am above all of, you know other fighters now. Colby, of course, big personality, uh, knows what he's worth. I'll give him credit for that. He knows what he's worth, and that's that's not that's not a bad thing. So I'm not criticizing coming in for that. Um, but yeah, Edwards, Dana White always has the option of selling this fight. It's not not as big a fight as those fights, but now he can always tell those guys, guys, I don't need you. Edwards, nine straight wins. A sellable rematch. The first fight was five over five years ago. You know, whatever. So we can use it as a storyline, but it doesn't kill. It doesn't kill the intrigue in a rematch. I don't think it should only elevate intrigue. Um, so I think I think uh, he'd be rooting for a Edwards win. I I stopped short at saying a title fight is on the line. It's not. It's definitely not on the line. Nothing is guaranteed to the winner. I think with uh, most of Europe still shut down with the uh, pandemic. Uh, I think I think if everything was open in Europe, like they could just go have, do Usman Edwards at the O2 in London, like in a couple of months, I think there would be a big chance that Edwards could get that title shot. Considering, uh, as far as I remember, because it was a year ago now, they sold out the O2 with Woodley and uh, Edwards as the main event before that got scrapped. Is that right, Woodley? Yeah, Woodley and Edwards. So, um, but I think without the uh, uh, geographical advantages, as far as like you know putting butts in seats that Edwards might have, uh, it's going to be hard for him to get a title shot. But like I said, like Jose said too, I think with Edwards winning, it will just bring down the uh, – it'll, it'll make it more competitive or who will fight the cheapest, you know, because we've got four four contenders pretty much, right? Colby, Masvidal, Wonderboy, and, um, if, and if Edwards wins impressive, impressively. So um, there's think, also – I mean, it's, I think, it's the ultimate fighter too. You, yeah, there is the ultimate fighter. And we all want to see Stephen Thompson have the title shot. I just think it will probably be Leon Edwards. And what they should do to just capitalize on the biggest possible fight on planet Earth, which is not in the UFC right now. It's Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury for all of the belts. You have one Nigerian-American champion and one Nigerian-British champion in Anthony Joshua. They are both defending their titles. Then you have Leon Edwards and Tyson Fury. From, from both from England, too, just have them a week apart. Like, especially if they're both going to be in the Middle East, then just, there you go. The marketing builds itself. UFC can catapult off of that massive fight. Because the rumors are that might happen in Saudi, Saudi Arabia, if they want to have Usman and Leon Edwards fight in Fight Island to make it easier, so be it. You're welcome, UFC. I'll tell you what. Leon Edwards needs to uh, spend some time tonight relaxing, maybe surfing YouTube at some of the greatest promos ever presented in combat sports and study those, maybe pick up some pieces. Cause I think a lot's going to have to do with what he says on the microphone as well. He needs to come out and Michael Chandler all up in that piece and, uh, and, and talk his way into it. There's, there's, there's a, he's got hurdles to overcome, but momentum is a tricky thing in MMA. If you can get it, you gotta, you gotta capitalize on it. So we'll see how Leon Edwards handles himself. If he wins, cuts a scathing promo and hopefully he does the media rounds right after and stays out in front of this because the sport changes very rapidly. So we'll see what happens. 
it is so amazing how like and, and you you're you're absolutely correct Mike but like you do all this training all this dieting all this hard work to get to this point and you beat this guy in the main event and then you go yeah but what are you going to say in the mic now you know it's just it's just like this weird reality we're in but well it's also like it's unfortunate because they, what I'll ask this question to all of you guys when is the last time you saw Dana White really hyped for one fighter, just like I'm gonna sell the hell out of this fight, and you got hyped because of it. Five. But that was that was very like, oh, this kid's great. He wants to turn it around, and this and that. Like that was very much of a product of Shamaya being badass and want to turn he, it around, and Dana White took it and ran with it. He went on a date. That's, he sat next I, to him. I understand. Fight I understand. But, right, I but <laughs> we saw them sitting next to each other. But did Dana White like? scream until his face turned red. The Connor, the Maymac tour is the last time we really saw Dana pull out the promoter card. Like Dana White could sell this fight. He didn't even show. He doesn't. I think Dana White has very much kind of stepped back a lot from the last, what, how he used to be because he didn't show up for flyweight stare down. And then what did he say about Jan and Sterling? What was his reasoning for why that fight is great? Yeah, they're both young in the prime of their careers, and this fight is great. Awful, awful promotion. It's <laughs> Nunez, terrible. He just put Nunez, it on the hat. there any Nunez, fight? Uh, <laughs> Nunez and Anderson was like, uh, one of them might knock the other one out. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like, oh, like okay. Dana White could sell the hell out of this fight. Like, we, like a lot of MMA fans crap on boxing. Eddie Hearn, I think, is the best promoter in any combat, any promotion right now. That dude can sell yeah. anything. And he could sell. I would. I would love to hear how he would sell this fight, especially selling Leon Edwards. Remember that promo that for um, Leon Edwards for the Woodley fight? It's out. It's out, it's out again. They, they re- released it. it and just yeah. they just they just yeah, yeah. photoshopped mm-hmm. yeah mom and head on it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a bummer. I, I I do miss I do miss promoter Dana White rather than um, yeah whatever. I don't know. Yeah. We're if going, anyone we're going, we're going to uh, Texas, Dana White. Yeah. If anyone knows, uh, sees Oscar Willis in the wild, ask him, go up to him and be like, hey, Eddie, sell me on Leon versus uh, Bilal Muhammad because Oscar <laughs> Willis does a pit spot on Eddie Hearn. <laughs> it's unbelievable. On Fight Island, I would just give him two things. I'm like, sell me on a jellyfish versus a ferret. And he would just like <laughs> turn into Eddie Hearn and just sell me on this fight. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man we'll see listen this 170's fun right now it's a lot of fun we got anything else oh yeah we got lots of stuff Casey okay uh do 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 uh trying to fight fights about tonight though we got a lot well, of questions about your questions this is your chance this is your chance guys yeah a lot of negative Guys, being so negative. We got like, t- like 10 minutes, people. Know, get them in. Oh, get them oh, in. Right. Oh, here we go. I, I always like these questions. What favorite do you feel the most confident in winning? The lock of the night. First of all, as usual disclaimer, there's no such thing as a lock in MMA. Let's yeah, always there, keep that in mind. Absolutely there, is. Is. there absolutely is. Because I said no, Mah- I said Mahachev will be a lock over Drew Dober. I was right. And so Unless I'm, I'm one also- for one. I'm also unless Ryan Hall is fighting, there is no yeah. such thing as a lock in MMA. <clears throat> I would pick Ronda Rousey over Betsko Hey, ten out of ten times. I'm not gonna lie. There's there's no locks. Who knows what could have happened in that? She could have rolled her ankle 
five five seconds into the first round. Uh, do you guys have an obvious lock pick here? I'm pretty I'll, confident when I pick Angela to win. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. My pick. My locks are Angela and Leon Edwards. Those are my I'll locks. go. I'm gonna uh, throw. Go ahead, AK. I'll go Jordan. I think Jordan's gonna gonna knock out Rojo. He's gonna bop, he's gonna bop it big time. Ooh, the bop it. Nice. I'm pretty confident uh, when I say Courtney Casey and JJ Aldridge will end in a split decision, but I won't pick the yeah. winner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not because like Courtney Casey has been on the wrong end of, of split decisions a few times. Uh, Casey, I, you were backstage for the Michelle Watterson fight, and it was pretty mm-hmm. torn in the back over who won that fight. Yeah. So if you and even uh, you were we were back staying in Arizona, you were backstage for the Courtney Casey Calvillo fight too. And that was also a lot of people thought Courtney Casey won. She pretty much loses every split decision, right? Or does she won a couple of split ones? Has um, she been on both sides? She beat she beat Angela by, by split. That was one of the weird. Angels. Oh, that was the, yeah, Angela that was the one. Where, yeah, so the so yeah, so she's one of those fighters that, at least in my opinion, she loses the split decisions. I think she wins, and she wins the split decisions that she, I think she lost. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, she's a she she's a phenomenal fighter too. I think her record is not indicative of her skill set. Is this, and she's in a, a, is this the 125? 125. Okay. Yeah. That fight is the opposite of the lock. A, that is the that is a stay away. Do not put yeah, money yeah, on that. Yeah. yeah. That's stay. a that's an anything could happen. Yeah. But Courtney uh, Casey, I think Courtney Casey is uh, also part of the fight ready team, which is make makes a lot of waves in the Southwest. That's Henry Cejudo's team. That's where uh, Eric my, Anders. That's where Eric I, Anders I, I uh, has been I, training for this yeah. camp as well. Yep. Oh well, I want to shout, and that's and that, in relation to that, I want to shout out Jeremiah K in the comments. It says Darren Stewart is the lock of the night, which I actually think is a very strong pick as well. I am actually pretty confident Darren Stewart will win that fight. I wouldn't, call, I wouldn't call it my pick, but top three, if I was the top three fights I'm most confident about, I like Darren Stewart's chances a lot. You mentioned Courtney Casey versus JJ Aldridge being a fight I would stay away from the betting window. Yeah. Eric Anders versus Darren Stewart is, yeah. I would put that at one B as a fight yeah. to stay away from. I'm going. That's tough, man. For lo- I'll say Nazrat Hakparast is up on that lock list with me, even though he's going to have his hands full. I'm going to say something to you, AK, that you're not going to like. I think oh. Marcel Rojo is going to beat Charles Jordan tomorrow. How about that? You think Rojo is going to beat Charles Jordan? Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> you know what? We'll so talk there about goes this. your we'll lock, have- son. I cannot wait to hash this out with you on <laughs> onto the next one on Sunday. It is going to be a very upsetting show for one of us. I you. think it's not a bad pick because I think Charles Jordan knocked out Duho Choi, right? That was his only win in the UFC. So, mm-hmm. and I would, if they fought 10 times, I would probably favor Duho Choi eight of those 10. This is just happens mm. to be one of the ones. And that was also Duho Choi was coming off like a couple knockout losses or in, like he had coming off that wild fight against, what was it? Uh, the Cub Swanson, and then he got knocked dead by Stevens, and then, or I, maybe I'm flipping them around, and then he's lost to Desmond Green, Andre Feely, and then I don't remember who he fought, but he fought to a draw on Fight Island. So it might just Josh be people Kulabao. remember. There you go. My people just might remember the Duho Choi knockout win, and they yes. just think he might be better than he is. But <laughs> it's not a bad. It's not a bad argument for. Uh, it's a good argument for uh, Mike's reasoning. I'm just glad would, uh, Combatch America's guys are getting signed. I, I think Combatch America's is a I lot agree. of exciting fighters. And I, I, I know they're, I think they're both coming in on short. No, yeah, I said they're both coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both coming in on as replacements. So uh, either way, glad they're getting a shot. Hopefully more guys in that promotion uh, and, or, and ladies yeah. will get signed soon. 
It should be it should be a fun fight. Like I didn't like Rojo against Tyone Barcelos by any stretch of the imagination. Right, right, but I right. do like his I do like the way he he matches up with with Charles Jordan. Is Barcelos uh, did he get a fight yet? Is he, no. is he get rebooked? Man, I think I get I think I that am. kid I think that, that kid. I think that man is really good at fighting and I'm yeah. excited to see him back. I'm really bummed. What, what, you, what, I, what I was, was the really, fight he was scheduled for and then he got was Wasn't he he was was he supposed to fight Mirab at one point? Maybe that was it. Yeah. He stepped in yeah. after state. Yeah, after Stamen was forced to withdraw, Barcelos was going to step in in like three weeks' notice, but his uh, medical suspension would have like ran into that, so he couldn't fight. Yeah, because Merab actually asked for that fight because Barcelos won, and then he had that long win streak, and Merab's like, "I'll fight that guy just because I want to stay on the card." And Hani was like, "Yeah, let's do it." So shout out to both guys. That's a that would that's a yeah. dangerous fight for Merab too, for sure. What was that question about Jonathan uh, Martinez? Right here. Does he have the potential of cracking top 15? Although he has had weight problems in the past, his wins are super impressive. His last one was against Almeida, who will be fighting Sean O'Malley next. So, um, Jose, let, let me ask you. I mean, you, you're you're a Jonathan Martinez fan. I call him, I've been mm-hmm. calling him for since the regional scene, the silence behind the violence. Here we are. Gets a matchup again tomorrow. He gets back in there. He made weight, which is always a good thing. What are your thoughts on Martinez? potentially being a top 15 guy. I think it's hard to say he could of top 15. Uh, clearly he could be top 15, uh, whether he wants, he could be top five is another story just because this weight class is so stacked. Um, uh, but I don't like the Frankie signs win just left a bad taste in my mouth. Cause he missed weight by what? Five pounds, something like that. Almost, five, yeah. six pounds. Yeah. And he beat, Frankie signs really badly and to the point where he was like inside the octagon being like, don't get up. He was telling Frankie signs not to stand up anymore because he was beating him so bad. And I was like, dude, you just missed weight. Like, come and it's, it was just unfortunate. And then I, but at the flip side, Casey, you were at the fight too with me. He, I think he beat Andre Ewell in Houston. I, I agree. Uh, that was one of those. It was, it was, that was, comp- one of it was super those, competitive fight, but I thought he won. It was super competitive fight, but that night had so many wonky decisions uh, I just think this that might have got lost in the shuffle because it was on the prelim. So uh, he could be on a five fight. I think he should be on a five fight win streak, but that one missed weight kind of bums me out. But yeah, I mean, he just beat Thomas Almeida pretty handedly. Not well, it was a good fight, but he clearly won. I don't think and there's argument against it. And uh, if he had the flash of Sean O'Malley, then we could be talking about Jonathan Martinez. But I don't want Jonathan Martinez to change ever. <laughs> I think his uh, post fight interviews are awesome. Uh, Top five might be hard, but top 15, 100%. Anybody else? At the end, of, uh, at the, near the end of 2022, we're going to see Ryan Hall and Jonathan Martinez fighting <laughs> for the UFC featherweight belt. I'm just saying. I'm just, oh th- my, just throwing well, it out there. Can you, well, imagine, can you imagine the hype? Ryan Hall I mean, and Jonathan I think he Martinez. Will have to, I think he will move up eventually. There's, uh, uh, I, there's also Jonathan Martinez is a bantamweight. He'll go up and wait. Yeah. Oh. He might. He might have to eventually. I think. I think. Uh, I think. He, I actually he, think he'll, he'll go up and wait eventually. He did miss. Well, and that's 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 the thing is. I think the more like the really. That's what I'm worried about. Has, actually, um, sorry. That's what I'm actually worried yeah. about. I'm, I want to see his performance at 35. I think. Uh, yeah. I, I actually I don't like him at 30. I, th- I think he'd be better at 45. But we'll see. I do think he has the potential to be top 15, as uh, you know, any, anyone around his age does with his talent. But I will say, I think a more intriguing question is: Will he be in the top 15 by like the end of the year, or like by let's say even within 12 months? I'll say no, 
and that's only because of the depth of the uh, of the bantamweight division. He he had, I mean, to make top of Dean again, he has to go over guys like uh, O'Malley, which again, I don't know. Maybe some people, like I said, he beat Almeida. O'Malley's fighting Almeida. Maybe people already put him ahead of O'Malley. I'm not sure, but I, that's that's a name ahead of him. Marav, Ricky Simone, uh, Marlon Chito Vera. And then I'm talking about guys again. This is like 10 to 15, 10 to 20 range. So he has to leapfrog those guys again by the end of this year or or you know within 12 months. I don't see it happening. It's just such a strong division. Nathaniel Woods in there. Um, Saeed Nurmagomedov. Again, these are people who are not, by the way, like in the top 15, top 20 yet. So he has to get over them. So yeah, I think he has the talent. It's an amazing division. So he has the talent. It's just this particular division. It's really hard to get in the top 15 right now. I think at this at this moment, it's it's a it can be really difficult. Some people have to retire. Dominic Cruz have to retire. Um, Maybe that'll uh, Jose Aldo that'll free up some space. But if they don't retire, I, I haven't bumped those guys out of the top 15 yet. 135 is so loaded. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're at favors out there somewhere looking for yeah. a fight still. You know what I mean? It's crazy. TJ Dillashaw. TJ Dillashaw. TJ Dillashaw's back, right? Yeah, TJ is not even in my rankings right now. So he he immediately jumps in. Oh, yeah. How does that work in rankings? Like, Do we not rank him until he steps into the cage and throws the first punch? Or as soon as he's booked, we can rank him? They usually put him back in. They usually put people back in rankings once they sign a contract. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That I'll makes put sense. the UFC's rules or whatever, mm-hmm. or or they <laughs> or they're having contract negotiations. So yeah. So so John's a super talented guy, but yeah, top fifteen in this division really tough. Was it? I'll tell you what. Oh, I loved I loved uh, Rob Font's idea on what the heck of building a bantamweight super card in May, like headline it with Jan versus Sterling, and then do Dillashaw versus Sandhagen, do Font versus Garbrandt, and just just load up. The whole card with bantamweights. Obviously, there's reports that Tony Ferguson is fighting Benil Dariush, so you could throw that on there. But just load it up with like bantamweight fights the whole way. I love that idea. Yeah, you just get that scale. You put it on. You put it on 136, and you just step away. You know, it's a waiting's going to be easy. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to get a non lightweight, non title fight in the lightweight division headline that may pay per view. So, might be an issue. <laughs> Are we talking? I, yeah, I mean, listen, it could happen, but I'm I mean, it's, on the ether. it's, it's uh, you know, kind of go or get off the pot time. We're what, eight weeks away? If that fight, I, which I believe you were speaking of, does uh, does not get booked soon, I, I don't know if it happens. And you could I do it in there's July. A reason, I think there's a reason uh, Dana White is doing interviews and bringing up a certain Irishman right now. Uh, they come back up Gahal Pendred. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's Patty to Pimble. be fair. Patty, Patty Pimblet. Both are either of those men lightweights? Nah, they whatever. Oh, Joe Duffy. Patty Joe, Duffy. Also Joe Duffy. Joe Duffy's coming out of retirement. Yes. Patty Pimblet's also not Irish. Listen. Uh, uh, How we'll dare get, you, sir? We'll get we'll get PT on here. I know. I yeah, we'll get you're, PT in here. You're Chirish, and you're getting I, confused. I am Chirish. <laughs> Are you Chirish? You didn't know this? I'm Chirish. Yeah. I feel like you're a little bit of he's, everything. Yeah. He's Chirish and I'm a Hispanic Celt. We have, that's like the big thing. We, when we were with Pete, when we yeah, did yeah. A-Side with Pizzi, it was three Irish journalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In case you live in Houston, but also, where else are you again? Miss, Miss, uh, Miss, I was raised in Mississippi. Yeah. Mississippi, I, I, Mississippi I, I, Delta. And I'm like, what? Oh, God, what a, go- what a man go- the Google Chinese immigrants in Mississippi Delta. It's a whole thing. It's a... Oh yeah, and go see Minari too. Minari's great. It's also about Asian immigrants coming to America. Done and done. 
Uh, yeah, I think we're good on. I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know, I think. You know, what I think we're ready for. What are we ready for? Oh yes. Oh yes. That's right. That's right, everybody. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. Watch men and women get in the octagon and punch each other in the face for money. Pre-fight pre Q and A. Oh yeah. Yes, pre-fight Q and A, four thirty Eastern time. At least as it stands right now, unless something not good happens, bizarre happens along the way. But uh, thank you, to we for dropping for off my books. <laughs> <laughs> what a good guy! He's not fighting this weekend, so you know he's got time. Yeah, so he's just he's he's delivering giant box omnibuses. Thank you to Hamza Shemayev. Big shout out to Hamza Shemayev and all of you for watching right now. We're getting out of here for Jose, AK, EKC Light, and I am Mike Hack. We'll see you tomorrow night, everybody. Happy birthday to the Prince of Positivity. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Ability and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.